and this is Pondering Putai with Ajishiro Taro. Hi. Sorry, Hi. you said hello with enough of a pause that I thought I was supposed to respond, and then I started saying hi, and then you were continuing the, the intro. G- continue on with the intro. Uh, yeah, that's an easy, I can see how, um, I can see how you might make that mistake. Yeah. Um, I, hopefully listeners, if you made that mistake, then you're in good company. Yeah. Um, apparently everyone was confused. Um, so yeah, hello, hello. And this is Pondering Puton with Ajishiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. Uh, I'm Connor and I'm here with my co-host Neve. And this is where you say hello. Hi, I'm Neve. I meant the listeners, not you. Oh, uh, but that's fine. Um, anyway, this is a manga podcast. Yeah. That's dedicated to, to a, a manga series, Kumari High School. Hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> that's where I say it. Um, oh, okay. today. Sorry, I'm today. really excited because, um, so I have another surprise for you. Uh, there is going to be a guest who's going to join the podcast. Uh, they're running a little bit late, but it's fine. They said just start without us and they're going to hop <laughs> into the Discord channel uh, whenever they're ready. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, um, Today, uh, hope possibly, hopefully, we are continuing our read-through of Volume 2 of Cromartie High School uh, with Chapter 29, which is titled, At Least It's a Battle Without Honor or Humanity. Uh, I, know that, um, I know that you must have loved this chapter because it references a film series that you really enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's one that, uh, so we, we've talked sometimes of like in the, the scope of like, uh, in the expanse of time as ghost divers continues, like there'll be times where we're just like, I don't really want to do like an anime right now, or I just don't want to tackle like a big, um, I don't want to tackle like a big series or something, you know? Um, yeah. I was thinking about. Um, we have no plans to have, have a kid, another kid over here. We already have one. Um, but like, I have a friend who, uh, a few months ago had a newborn, but is still like struggling with like newborn sleep schedule and all of this stuff. Um, and I was just thinking about how, like, if one of us had a kid doing podcasting, the podcast might just need to like stop for a few months. Um, like that newborn period is just rough. Um, and I, when I was thinking of that, I was like, there would also be times where, like, if that's coming up, like, here's the due date. Let's plan some, like, film series or something where, like, things are going to be, mm. like, individual films. And so then it, we can kind of just stop it whenever, you know? Um, yeah. Or we could do, like, a guest season where somebody would uh, would join us and would be really excited to talk about it. And then if, like, the other one of us had to then drop out midway through, that would be fine. We'd have the guests to see it through to the very end or something. You know, mm, yeah. um, so this is just like an, an idle thought I was having as I was like, uh, messaging back and forth with my friend who had a kid who's just like, uh, in the depths of despair of having a newborn, which is a very real experience that like, I think you just block out, like talking to this friend is reminding me of stuff that I've blocked out about having a newborn. I think it's just a deeply traumatic yeah. thing. Um, Having a kid is great yeah. and like the the fullness, but like a newborn is just uh like there's an an entity that requires everything from you to like 
just do basic stuff like poop and eat um, and sleep. Like they can't even sleep on their own. Um, and it's just exhausting. But anyway. Um, yeah, I can't even. That's one of those things where I'm just like, I know that I can't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the like, in, you know, intellectual knowledge is like experiential knowledge. Um, so, yeah. But uh, in addition to that, uh, I'm really touched by how conscientious you you are like meditating on the um so you led with like we're not having any more children and then you pivoted to like well if one of us is going to have a child so like reading between the lines here i i appreciate like how conscientious you are yeah and when like, i said we're not pl- having any more children, planning for me I, yeah i meant i meant like me and emily are not planning on another kid uh also very hard to accidentally happen right now uh just given the whole hormone situation i've got going on Uh um so uh yeah so yeah even more so like i i know who you were thinking about and it wasn't you uh and i appreciate the the consideration something that i haven't even thought about um in my like dumb kidless brain i'm just like this doesn't merit consideration as something that (laughs) could be disruptive yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah just life is just gonna go on as as it always has of course um there will be no soul crushing periods uh of like I- extreme fatigue yeah if you've ever um, uh this is just like a broad thing for people listening um if you ever like heard about uh i'm assuming most people listening to this are not like this but if you ever heard of like a, a parental leave thing where you're like oh wow somebody gets like 10 weeks off work to have a kid just so that they can like bond with the kid and stuff it's like a free vacation that parents get um it is not a vacation you like you you are barely functioning there's no way that anybody uh the fact that like many people are expected to hold down a job immediately after having a kid um in america is absolutely it's horrible it, yeah it's ludicrous it's like i you do not function like a normal human being when you have a newborn who like doesn't sleep properly. Um, and like no new, like proper newborn sleep is still like you waking up every like three to four hours. Um, it's still not like proper adult sleep because they're just, their bodies haven't like learned how to consolidate sleep cycles yet. Um, and you like literally will have to like, create an environment so that they can learn that and practice it. Um, and you can't even do that until they're like four or five, maybe six months old. Um, it's, it's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those (laughs) subjects where like, I think a lot of commonly held views in like the United States are actually, well, obviously like ideologically charged, yeah. Um, but also just like extremely inhumane in a way that's like maybe a little disguised by the fact that it's it's so commonplace and like accepted and not um y- you know it's just like so we're so desensitized to it because it's ordinary. Yeah. Um or if people don't really know about like I mean there's a, probably a lot of places in the United States where people like just never come across uh, parental leave as like a benefit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
anyway, like it, I, I think for that reason, it, it can kind of just seem, um, like a, a perk or whatever. Yeah. But really like the status of not offering parental leave is like inhumane. Mm. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like not offering, inhumane. offering medical leave basically. Like it's on that yeah. same level. Like you, you have a thing happening in your life that is just like destroying your ability to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what honestly do you expect people to do <laughs> Yeah, in, the, in this situation? I mean, we know what the expectation is, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's just like no, no matter what the answer to that question is, it's just so like ridiculously inhumane. Yeah. Um, and especially in like, I, I hear from a lot of people who don't like, who don't believe in that, like offering that company should offer parental leave. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really hard to, um, I don't know. It's very hard to like be in those conversations. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, also in a country where like employers perform are like act as government over people in like a significant way, like perform yeah. a lot of functions of like government. Um, you just like control people's lives so much as an employer. Um, then to like on top of that, um, just have like incredibly inhumane practices is it's really not good. Yeah. Um, labor situation in the United States, it's not so good. Um, um and of course, a- in like, summary, part of how this perpetuates too is, of course, like, uh, wealthy people are having kids, but they have the money to like pay for nannies that. You know, yeah. at the very least, they have like a night nurse. Um, usually the, the husband will make enough that the wife doesn't have to work and just um, watches the kid. Like there, there was a, a new moms group that Emily and I joined for like the, the first like year and a half to is like basically up until the pandemic hit. And that's when it, it kind of dissolved. It still like existed as a group chat, but like we weren't meeting up then. Um, but like a number of moms in there were like wealthy families where you like go over to their condo and it's just ridiculous um and the moms were just like home with the child you know the the mm-hmm. husbands just like worked for a bank or something um so that's also the the thing is that like there's like a high expectation when you have that system um that a parent will stay home and not work uh and obviously there's a lot of gendered and class assumptions baked into that so yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, all of this to say, um, probably the first film series that we would like intentionally do instead of doing <laughs> anime would be, uh, I forgot where we started all, all of the battles without movies. So, cause the, like, yeah. I don't think that the battles without movies are anime. I'm, I don't want to like make that argument, uh-huh. but I, but I think that there's like a certain amount of like, uh, watching those movies as a thing that is film answer, like providing an answer to the rise of television, um, occurring in Japan. Uh, and so like making a thing that is like more episodic, um, that is like serialized where people come back to see the continuing story. Um, and I mean, it's not like quite the same as there's been other episodic or like serial movie stuff before. Um, there's some like specific differences, but, and then you have like characters 
uh, continuing throughout and stuff. So I think it's like a thing that we would be able to talk about in the same way that we talk about arcs of anime um, in a way that would be different than if we just randomly picked a bunch of movies. Or, you know, we've already brought in, here's the anime movie related to a franchise. And that's very different, too, because that's like, how is this relating to what what else we've been talking about? Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I think I know that we've. Well, we've done movies on Ghost Drivers before uh-huh. for New Year's special and all that. Um, and as two people who enjoy movies a lot. Yeah, I know we've acknowledged the in- inevitability of that. Um happening of us like you know dabbling into it yeah at some point um in other words it's only a matter of time before ghost divers becomes ornate divers <laughs> um so which what now that i've said that that might actually be uh i don't know if i recommend that uh ornate divers sounds dangerous yeah uh, you gotta gotta worry about buoyancy there. Uh, um, if you're way down, with I'm a imagining bunch of... like the the uh, like Olympic diving, you know, where they like you gotta like have to do like oh, the, the dive itself is ornate. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that. Um, like I was imagining just diving, like... like everybody has to do the same ornate dive at the same time. Uh, yeah. I was I was imagining someone like underwater. Just like decked out in regalia. Yeah, I was imagining like sinking. a Busby Berkeley uh, diving routine. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's safer because not only do you have buoyancy issues, but you also have to worry about um, depending on where you're diving. Uh, this is one of the first thing, first things that they'll tell you uh, if you're diving in like Florida or something. Uh, but barracuda are very attracted to like shiny things. So you're supposed to um, take off all your jewelry, watch, whatever, because oh, um, yeah. they'll come right up to you and like, and then eat maul you. you. They'll maul you. They yeah. probably won't be able to eat you, but they'll maul you. Yeah. Um, or like nip you or something. It's just not. It's not a good thing that you want to happen. Yeah. Uh, so ornate diving not recommended. Um, ornate high diving. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is. I'll watch that. Yeah. Isn't that's just high diving? I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's not just all about. There's some like. It's not just about the height. It, like you're supposed to do yeah. stuff. I haven't watched that there's, much diving, but I, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to do stuff while you dive. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, there's some like immensely rich like technical uh like history like history of technique and high diving that we're just blowing right past that like it's not just all about being ornate it's you know there's probably like a a number of things involved in it um but yeah anyway um battles without so yeah i have a bad not to like interject. I don't know if you finished your thought on battles of that. Oh, um, yeah, I did just an update. Um, so the guest is still running late, um, has a situation with some animals to deal with, but we'll be here soon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get like details, just like a situation with animals. 
Okay. That well, um, that could be a number of things. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, positive or negative, honestly. Um. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. Um. Like maybe they just that, like uh, encountered a box full of like cute puppies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just re- you really need to pet these puppies right now. Yeah. Or if they're in a box, like somewhere out outside en route to some somewhere, then that's kind of a different kind of situation. Yeah. Anyway, um, you you were starting to say something. I'm sorry to interrupt. <clears throat> yeah. Hello. Um battles without. Uh I've got a bad habit of like Yakuza movies kind of just blend together. Or the ones I've seen have all kind of like blended together to me. Yeah. Um, and then I've forgotten a lot of them also. So once I I watched Battles Without, the first one. Yeah. Um, and managed to forget everything except like the very beginning and the very end. <laughs> uh, which I remember as the beginning is like it's like right after World War II, and it's in like this crowded market. Right. Yeah. Where they're like, there's like aid from the U.S. that's being. Well, and it's like, it's around the, the army base that's being set up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like very impressed with the beginning, which is why I probably, probably why I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the end, spoiler alert, if I, if I well, remember and so correctly. Do you remember the stuff at the beginning too, where um, our, our main character played by Sugawara Bunta, um, there's, there's like a huge fight. Yeah, there's this thing that uh, erupts where um, some soldiers are are trying to uh, assault a Japanese woman, um, and he gets hold of one of their pistols and then just like um, unloads into. It. There's also a moment in here that I'm trying to remember where he shoots a, a like a guy with like a samurai sword, which is also like a the film making a statement against like previous Jidaigeki style yakuza stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then also like. Uh, I forget if he actually kills or if he just tries to kill, um, a, a U.S. soldier, and then like the police come and stuff, because you can't mess with the U.S. soldiers, you know. Yeah, definitely um, not when you're in an <clears throat> occupied country. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot going on there now. Now that we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember being very impressed with the beginning, although I forgot the stuff about like the details of the brawl. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I just remember, <laughs> this is bad. Um, the ending, I remember it's in some sort of like, there's some sort of ceremony that's happening. It's a funeral. Yes, it's a yeah. funeral. Um, and I remember like, I, I believe it's the main character. Like he's going to the funeral. He has to kill somebody there. Or something like that. He's, and he's then, really mad about something. Yeah. yeah. And then the only other thing I, I remember is like someone standing up like at the not behind the lectern, but like, you know, uh, in front of the lectern at the funeral and just like yelling really loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you remember the part where because <clears throat> actually he's not going there because he needs to kill someone. You think he's going to kill someone. Um. But then he ends up shooting a bunch of the the like names, uh, like the placards that are up for the funeral. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever it is, he's like in a bind. He's in like a serious bind. Yeah. Where like, you know, he doesn't really have many good odds. He's like desperate. Mm-hmm. I think this is after he's been like completely. His, now I'm remembering more. His rebound fuck now, boyfriend has died. And he's kind yeah. of upset about that. Although they had an antagonistic relationship. But he's also like ostracized, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, how did Putan turn into uh, just a podcast where I try to remember movies that I don't know? I but this keeps being a thing. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't planning for this. Um, it's okay. I uh, have something planned for next time. Okay, that's good. Um, well, I hope that uh, our guest does arrive. Um, yeah. But the one thing that that I wanted to share today um, is that. So I normally don't like remember my dreams. Yeah. It's very rare that I have a dream um, that I remember. And uh, I had a dream like a couple of days ago that I was being like chased by a giant through like a, like a ruined city. And yeah. it was me and a group, a group of people, but I didn't know any of them. And we're basically running um, like all through this ruined city. Uh, and the giant was trying to like squish us or whatever. Yeah. So, um, as I want to do, I Googled dream of being chased by a giant. Uh, yeah. And I, f- I, f- I found this website, dreamchrist.com. Dream Christ. Correct. Dream Christ. Um, capital D, capital C. Uh, so I just was going to read this a little bit. Okay. Um, if that's, if that's okay with you. Um, I guess. Okay, cool. So dreamchrist.com says since ancient, since ancient times, mankind has known dreams with various images that are present in their sleep. And this is like this, the first letter of each of these words is capitalized. Yeah. Dream of being chased by a giant. All first word capitals dream of being chased by a giant can have a good sign, but some can bring badness to the life of the dreamer. Badness. Even so. Yes, correct. Badness. Oh no. Even so, this will all depend on the perspective of each person. Okay. Um, I think I have a pretty good perspective, so hopefully I can avoid. You can avoid um, the badness. Yeah. Some time ago, even in prehistoric civilizations, dream of being chased by a giant can also be related to personality. It's a sign that something needs attention. Mm. When this dream is something that seems normal, it se- it symbolizes that the dreamer has a strong personality. Unfortunately, it did not seem normal in my dream. Um, on a different side, it also develops into nightmares. And this is a sign of bad omen in the future. This is also the temptation of bad energy around the dreamer. Um, this might be related to... Uh, the thing I did recently where I was very intoxicated and I ordered a box of candy um, to be shipped to my house. Um, what, what kind of candy? Wait, what kind of candy? So there's a, <laughs> this is a deeper story. Um, I just have to so, know this. What kind of candy? Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I know this okay, is annoying, finish the gonna, dream and then I'm, tell me about the type of candy. No, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you about the candy. Okay. Um, but it requires, there is a local company. So when you drive yeah. east out of Cincinnati, mm. um, which 
rapidly takes you to a very like rural region. There's this little um, kind of like town that you drive through called Newtown. Newtown. And not old town. Correct. No, it's not old. We don't have an old town over here. Uh, although many, many uh, cities do. Many purport to be. Or so I, yeah, or so I understand. This is called Newtown. It doesn't look very, I don't think it's particularly new, but I'm sure at some point it was. Yeah. Um, and there's, they've got like a little main street type thing. Uh, the reason we drive out there is because one of the best hiking areas around here is like out east. Um, so there's a little main street and it's got some like bizarre things on it, but one of them is a, a candy company called like Doshers, D-O-S-C-H-E-R apostrophe S. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a house and then it's got a really nice sign Doshers candy company in front. Um, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> there's just like a candy company out here. Um, yeah. This place has got to have some weird story to it. Uh, so anyway, I, um, <laughs> I, I forgot about it. The first time I drove over, I like, I saw it, I noted it, forgot about it for at least like a year and a half. Um, and then the night in question, I was like, again, very intoxicated. And for some reason I had up like Google maps. Yeah. Um, and then I just saw Newtown on Google Maps, and I was like, "Oh, Dosher, yeah. What what do they even make there?" And so I went on their website, and they've got this candy called a French Chew. Um, which I don't know if this is a an established like form French yeah. Chew, or if it's just like what they call it. But it's basically it's taffy. Um. And they have a number of different flavors. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to order. This place is like 15, 20 minutes from my house. I'm just going to order them. I'm going to have them ship me (laughs) a box of candy to my house. Um, So I bought it and. uh, And we've been eating them. Um, But anyway, so that is. I think that might have been the temptation. Um. So, uh, continuing on, dreaming about giants is not shared, and it shows your behavior in the last few days. It is also a sign that you have inner conflicts recently. In some cultures, dreams about giants signify good things. Likewise, ancient cultures believe that this dream was very much a part of excellent mining and discovery. Um, next paragraph. At present, times have changed. <gasps> <laughs> Dreaming with a giant often symbolizes the thoughts you must have to overcome significant obstacles. You must choose the steps that allow you to act correctly in conflict situations. Uh, Next paragraph in italics. What does it mean to dream about a giant? There are different times in your life when you have this dream. Besides, the meaning of dreams will depend on your giant reaction or actions when you see them in your sleep. And some beliefs the giant in a dream is a symbol of yourself. Uh, and so it, it kind of goes on after that, but yeah, and it offers multiple uh, different genres of giant dream, such as evil giant, good giant, being chased by giant, giant monster, giant herd, giants fighting, war with giant, dead giant, white giant, blue giant, wait, bad giant, giant human. Did you say bad? Dead. dead. <laughs> okay, I was gonna be like, 
is Dude, bed you, giants. Well, yeah, it's gonna be like, <laughs> is this a giant bed or is this a giant of the bed? Uh, you know, like a giant um, that occupies the bed or something like that. Right. But no, dead yeah. giant. That's a lot sadder. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of. Uh, I so I was satisfied by this when yeah. I read it. I think I have a good understanding now of, um, you know, what the origin of that dream was. Yeah. Um, uh, I just noticed that I've been recording on my my uh, my bad mic this whole time. It'll be fine. You sound good to me. So yeah, I mean, I'm um, sure uh, Discord is using the correct one, but I forgot to do it mm-hmm. in. Um, audacity because i've been sick we forgot to do this update but like um people heard the little short thing that went into the free feed um autumn and nora both got covid uh independently my family got sick uh like we weren't even like around at the same time where we could have gotten sick from each other um because they went to texas uh and we around the same time went to michigan so there's just like us being fully separated um but yeah uh, I've been sick as well, which is another part of why like stairwells has been delayed. Um, and the two putons like fell on the either side of me being sick. Basically. I think I was mm-hmm. like just starting to get sick when we recorded last time. Yeah, you were, yeah. but we just like completely dodged it. Um, anyway, um, sorry, this audio is bad. I blame it on still being a little bit sick and, um, you know, Struck, this was this yeah. is what the giant was trying to warn me about. Yeah, um, I just forgot to check my microphone. It's the it one thing I forgot. Using the wrong, yeah, the giant. Yeah, it was you using the wrong mic. Yeah, and and it won. Hi, can you hear me? Thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 30 from volume two. Uh, you can find the full Autumn, schedule at s4odd.s slash freetime schedule if you have questions for us. Something on the ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. Uh, you get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others. We're coming on $1 reach to the network at s4odd.io and listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive access to Bob Down Funko Weekly Podcast where Autumn and Nora roll around and Funko Pop and have to watch something from that media franchise. $5 will also get you an exclusive monthly bonus episode of Coffee and Comic Books. Um, people can go listen to the one that just went out about understanding comics. It was a pretty good episode. Um, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at export.io slash Bhutan or by searching Wondering Bhutan on their podcast of choice. If you like listening to a stock, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers. You can find the export.io slash Ghost Divers or searching for Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. You can find the show at Potter Bhutan on Twitter or just at Bhutan on co host. You can find me at Fox Omnia on Twitter and co host where you can check my pin to tweet or pin to chost to find links to all of my podcasts. Where can people find you, Connor? Y'all can find me at Ravelays on Twitter or at Ravelays on Twitter or co-host. And our opening theme is Nengen Nante by Yoshida Takaro. And taking us out today is the theme from Battles Without Honor and Humanity by uh, Tsushima Toshiyaki. Class dismissed. Hello.